Hey guys, welcome back to the Design Test Improved Podcast. I'm your co-host Eduardo, joined alongside my brother Diego. What's going on, guys? Hey, so in today's episode, we'll be talking about burnout, what it is, how to handle it if you're currently going through it, and tips on how to prevent it in the future. So with that being said, hope you enjoyed today's episode. All right, to start off, we're going to start the podcast episode with the definition of burnout. So burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. Stress leads to burnout, but it's not the same. Stress is something we all experience from time to time. If we have an upcoming deadline we're trying to meet or have to study for a test. When you have too much stress, though, for an extended period of time, and you start feeling emotionally drained, have no energy, and lose hope of light at the end of the tunnel, or just simply don't care about your work, that's when you start entering the uh, burnout phase. Uh, So with that being said, uh, Diego, do you think there's a burnout? Oh, do you think burnout is more prevalent in today's work culture? Yeah, I I don't think I know. Um, and I think it has a lot to do with the hustle culture that's going on in today's day and age. People just always having to work and I am part of that culture. Like I can't enjoy a YouTube video in bed peacefully without having work in the back of my mind. And that's, I think a bad thing, but talking about like hustle culture or, or is it different? I think that is hustle culture. And, and, and the reason why is because um, I feel like our culture right now is focused so much on work and making money um, that we end up neglecting other important areas of our lives because we're just so caught up on, you know, like trying to make it and like comparing ourselves to other friends and, you know, what they're doing that we make, create an imbalance in our priorities, which leads to burnout. So like a lot of people are probably not taking care of their health or they're not um, focusing on relationships with friends or family or or sometimes other things like maybe they are focusing on relationships and stuff, but they're neglecting other areas in their lives or, or I don't know. Um, I see. But I think a big reason why we're like this is because of social media. Um, I personally see other people, you know, like kind of comparing themselves to their friends online because they're either starting businesses, just hustling going on trips, buying nice things that they feel like they aren't doing anything with their lives. So to combat this, this feeling they fall into hustle culture to keep up with everyone um when in reality most people on social media are just flexing like to be honest they're just buying things that they don't need with money they don't have to impress people they don't like damn that's a minimalism cult right there more like fight club (laughs) oh yeah that's true (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so that's personally what i think and um of like hustle culture and and how it's affecting a lot of people's lives right now i think it's creating a lot of uh mental illness out there um there is a youtube video i like about like the the toxics or toxins of hustle culture i think you actually sent it to me too um i don't remember i i forgot who the youtube channel was but I'll, i i saved it actually because i have like a playlist of like this type of stuff so i'll include it in the show notes um but i think it's like a really good video to kind of combat the uh negatives of hustle culture like a lot of people are losing sleep which is extremely important um it's just yeah there's a lot of negative aspects to it like people there's there's videos out there of like steve harvey's like you can't sleep eight hours a day and be successful and i'm like what are you talking about (laughs) (laughs) so isn't that jeff bezos uh role yeah jeff was like yeah i and i understand like if you're at the beginning of the stage of your startup like like when elon musk was making paypal or tesla he was sleeping on the floor of tesla factories and stuff like that i get it to like start it up but to always have the mentality, I think, is like, or, or that's not a really a long-term goal of like, yep, no, for 10 years, I'm only going to be sleeping four hours a night. 
like it's like not sustainable for yeah, extended it's not. period. It's it's good for it, it's gonna have yeah. uh it's gonna what is it called? It's gonna like have a boomerang effect of like, yeah, you're gonna be producing a lot at the beginning, but once you really start losing sleep and it's really gonna affect your productivity and you're not gonna be as efficient if you were to get your eight hours of sleep and work maybe seven hours a day than if you were to get four hours, five hours of sleep and work ten hours a day or something. I see. Yeah, for me, I think um, I think burnout is more prevalent in today's work culture. Um, we're always on the go and we're hyper-connected. We have, like, emails on our phone. We have Slack or other communication. Mm-hmm. Um, and with the work from home going on currently because of the pandemic, the, the lines between work and personal life are more, like, blurred. Yeah. So people sometimes tend to work longer than they usually do because there's no really, like, disconnect between the two boundaries, two areas of life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then with the hustle culture, like you were saying, like how Instagram or other social media uh, apps, you like see other people and you might start comparing yourself like, hey, that guy or girl is like way um, ahead of me. Yeah. So I have to like work harder to like get there. Yeah. And sometimes we have like this expectation in our head, like, oh, by this age, I'm supposed to have like this much money or I'm supposed to be like at this level. Mm-hmm. So then you kind of try to work to meet this like uh, unrealistic expectation sometimes. Mm. um so like in the process of doing that you start working more and you start neglecting your your own self like your health uh relationships and anything that's like personal to you like hobbies Mm -hmm. and then by this towards the end you're just like mentally just fried and you can see like everything around you is probably like um pretty like wrecked yeah and and i think that's a good point about like how we're working from home now um a good way that most people you should disconnect would be from like the commute home. Like for me, for example, my commute home was like an hour long and I would just be in my car. Yeah. I'd be, you know, bumpered, bumper traffic, but I'd be listening to music or a podcast or, and you're just disconnecting from work. And just like, when I get home, I'm like, all right, I'm home done with work. I don't really have to do anything that much. Although I would work on like some side hustle stuff, but it wouldn't be like, Actually, no, no, no. I didn't work inside hustle stuff because I would stay at the office till like late to like 7 p.m. Um, and I would work on that type of stuff. So home for me was just all personal. Um, Relax and recharge time. Yeah. And I was like really happy during that time and I felt really good. But now it's like my desk is literally in the same room as my bed. So like there is no disconnect between work and relax because even if I'm in my bed watching like YouTube channels or whatever, I can see my my desk and be like, oh man, like I should be working right now. Yeah. So there's no like disconnect. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so I guess, have you personally gone through burnout and how did it feel? Uh, recently, I went through it because like I said, kind of like with this whole pandemic thing, um, I was, one of my big struggles were separating work from personal. Um, so basically the way my setup was doing or the way my setup was going throughout the pandemic was I was working a full-time job um, I was trying to do side hustle stuff. I was trying to grow my grow my client base on the side, continuing to educate myself, and then taking care of my health, and you know, you know, hanging out with friends or doing everything like there was just so much on my plate. Um, all this kind of just led to burnout because I felt like I was firing in all places and I lost touch with my goals and priorities. Um, and personally, I feel like a lot of the reasons I end up burning out is because I can't just enjoy relaxing and watching movies or or you know like. I just feel like I'm wasting time and opportunity and uh, I feel like this is a bad habit that still goes on till this day. Um, like I feel more exhausted. Like I feel more exhausted watching two hours of YouTube 
than some other i don't know i don't know how to compare it but like i just feel exhausted after watching youtube videos for some reason um and it's weird because it's like i'm not doing anything i'm just watching but i feel exhausted after and uh i i literally actually yesterday i was watching youtube and then like i turned off my phone and i literally looked at my ceiling and i'm like i'm not enjoying this (laughs) i'm still bored like i i'm bored and i'm watching this like why am i wasting my time I, I was just like talking to myself, just staring at the ceiling. Why? Like, why am I doing this? And then I just like threw my phone in my drawer, and then I just started reading. Um, I actually made a cup of coffee, kind of like had like a little routine to get into like a work stage, and then I just started reading, and I was a little bit more productive like the second half of the day, um, and I felt better at that point. But I think that's like a balance of like you have to you have to work to earn the relaxing point. But you have to make sure that you have that relaxing point. And uh, that kind of goes with like the discipline equals freedom from Jocko Willing, where like, yeah, like you should work. Like I'm not saying like to avoid burnout, you that means don't work. And like because then you're just going to feel bad that you're not working. So I think it should be like a good balance of, okay, these are my goals and make sure that they're obtainable. Um, Once you hit them, then you have given your you have earned the ability to relax and just kick back. Um, it's like that saying work hard play hard yeah something like that um so that's that's personally for me um i feel like the reason i'm like this is because i just put a lot of pressure on myself to get these things done and when i don't i feel bad about myself because it affects my confidence um which then leads to burnout because there's a saying out there that basically says confidence comes from upholding the contracts you have with yourself so when you don't do the things that you say you're gonna do it affects your confidence and then that brings your your mental health down and then that could also lead to emotional burnout and then just just a spiral effect downwards. Um, so, yeah, I, it kind of to combat burnout. My one of like my tips of it is just like I think the best way to combat it is to have a short list of key goals that you need to hit every day, which are like lead indicators, meaning that they're goals that lead to the goal. If that makes sense. So like the one I always like to give because it's just an easy example to give and understand is losing weight. The goal is to lose 20 pounds, but the goal for today is to work out. So the workout is a leading indicator that will lead to the lagging indicator of losing weight. Um, so making sure that you have like three three key goals a day. Of like for me, usually mines are like working out, um, my job, luxury presence, and then my second one or my third one is like two hours of client fulfillment work for like side hustle stuff. If I get those three things done for the day, that's a good day for me. Um, and, and that's how I, I'm starting to try to combat and like not put pile too much to do's in my in my day and then, you know, end up burning out and being feeling uh, emotionally drained. Um, but that's personally for me. Like, what about you? Uh, so I personally experienced burnout like early on in my career. So when I first started working um, after graduating from like college, uh, I was assigned to work on like a mechanical design of a new product and give a presentation about my design. Like a few months after I started, uh, to do this, I had to learn this new computer, aid design software tool, 3d modeling tool, um, that I wasn't familiar with. So I had to learn about it on top of that. I had to do a bunch of onboarding. Whenever you start a new company, I had to start working at a new company and in the process of designing, uh, making, uh, working to build this new design, I also had to run some like thermal experiments to try to find out not only like what mechanically works, but also what thermally works for this design, uh, for this product that I was like uh, in charge of designing. 
so on top of that, I was also starting to experience imposter syndrome, which feels like I'm lucky to be here at the company that I'm working at and I don't really belong. I started feeling this because uh, some of my coworkers, they like graduated from more prestigious universities and some of them had like masters and I'm like, oh dude, I'm just like a Cal State Long Beach graduate. (laughs) And I'm like working with like UCs and uh, more prestigious uh, universities. Remember me telling you that? Yeah. So that was like more like self-inflicted, like stress that I put on top of myself on top of like, hey, I have to learn all this stuff. And um, like I wanted to make sure I'd make a good like first impression. And so I would work really long hours. I would come work on the weekends, like Saturdays, sometimes Sundays, and try to come up uh, with a design that works mechanically and thermally by the deadline that they gave me. Um, But like after some time, like after weeks of doing that, I like felt burnout and I just stopped caring about work and I was just so emotionally exhausted and I felt like I gave it everything that I could and I was just running on fumes and like I felt like my motivation and energy was just completely drained and I was like, I don't know if I'm going to make this. (laughs) I'm just like, man, I just, I don't care anymore. (laughs) And, uh, but fortunately I was able to push through and like figure it out, like maybe like a week or two before the deadline. And, um, yeah, management was like impressed with what I was able to accomplish in such a short amount of time. And um, like later on, I found out like, oh, dude, you got thrown into like some pretty deep water to start off your first uh, assignment working. So I was like, okay, I guess um, this is not something that's going to happen on the regular. So that, that made me like glad. Yeah, there. Uh, th- that's something I do want to kind of like preface is it's okay to kind of fall into those those like personally for you, you did that and you pushed through and it, it paid off because they're like, oh damn, it really got you on the good foot of your company. And it kind of opened up doors because now they know that you're like a, a hard worker. The problem is when like that overcomes your emotions like over the long term, like when you start feeling, and, and this is me, like if you're not working, you're just wasting time. Like every second you're not working, you're wasting time. That's when it starts to, to really bug um, personally for me the you might have a little different opinion i guess for me it like helped me like i was able to accomplish that but you have to be careful because if people see that you accomplish that they might throw more things on your place so you have to be more self-aware yeah and like learn to say no but we'll get more into like ways to help prevent burnout yeah and, and later on in the podcast mm-hmm. uh so you experienced burnout um how did you recover from feeling burnt out um well personally when like i said before i was extremely happy when when i used to work at the office and then i would separate work from personal um i would literally be ecstatic driving home not because like i'm leaving work i actually love what i was doing but i was ecstatic just because i was like all right i'm done with with work for the day like i could chill now um and i'd be like genuinely happy even though often bumper to bumper traffic um so when quarantine happened that i didn't have that community anymore i didn't really have a way to actually disconnect from work so that was learning how to disconnect from work that helped me kind of recover from burnout. So hanging out with friends and just like talking about stuff, um, it helps me realize that I'm just not the only one feeling like this. I, I think that's a good thing to to kind of figure out, like talk to your friends. I'm sure with the hustle culture that's going on, a lot of people are feeling like this. And it's good to talk to other people and see how they're, they're like going through it. Um, because you feel, like I said, you're always comparing yourself to other people. And you always feel like you have to work to kind of keep up with them. That um, when you actually talk to people, you're like, oh, okay. So like 
the stuff they're putting on social media is just a front. It's not like real. Yeah. So everyone's going through it like problems, you know? So it's kind of good to like talk to other people and see that and it kind of like takes pressure off of you because you're like, oh, okay. Like, oh, this is real life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, it's, you know, this, these guys aren't making like, you know, all this money and like going on trips and stuff like that. A lot of people are, end up taking debt. But if you want to learn about personal finance stuff, for, listen to our last podcast. That's uh, so there's other story. Episode eight. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, it, just talking to other people and friends kind of helps bring that perspective back um, to what's actually going on in other people's lives. And something I really enjoyed is getting into uh, one of my favorite ways to disconnect from work is getting into in-depth conversations with friends or just joking around with them to just having like a good time. Um, I feel like that's a generally the only time that I could actually disconnect from work and spend time with friends and family. Like, like I said, I, I can't really disconnect from work by watching YouTube videos or something, but if I can get into like a real deep conversation with like a friend, shout out to Garrett. Um, like I completely forget about work. Even if we're talking about work, I completely forget about it because it's just like, like we're just talking about more of like philosophy stuff or or just like what's going on in society or just like in-depth conversations it's i think like you get like a recharge from the social interaction yeah um that's something i really learned um but i feel like we live in such a disconnected world nowadays that it's always focused on working that we sacrifice a lot of things that truly make us happy like friendships so like we're so it's weird it's like we're so connected yet so disconnected in today's day and age um and I was actually um, learning something that like um, most suicides within men are between the ages of 45 to I think it was like 70 or something like that. Or I forgot what the age range, but it was over 45. And a big reason for that and why they, they, they're looking into it more, but a, a big reason and commonality between a lot of them is that they don't have a lot of close friends and they don't have like a lot of people to go out and like, like, uh, and that's kind of more mental issue, but like, they're going through other mental stuff, but they don't really have anyone to talk to or disconnect from and like, you know, share their thoughts. And I think that's something that can also come into like working and burning out because it's good to get other advice. Like, man, I'm really stressed out at work and just like going out with friends to like Korean barbecue and just like relaxing and, you know, having fun. It's a great way to actually recharge. Um, so that was a little bit of a tangent, but I feel like for me to help get back to, to help put my bike, my bike, my life back in order, um, I always reevaluate my priorities by looking at the 12 areas of life chart that I have in my room. Um, and I ask myself two questions, which areas am I lacking in that are having the greatest negative effect, which is like, which one is bringing my life down the most, um, and my, my mental state and what can I do to help bring that area back up? Because Tim Ferriss said a quote that I actually really try to internalize. And it says, if you don't have time, that means you don't have priorities um mm, that's interesting so I, it's always about like learning how to say no to a lot of things and making sure that you're taking care of the the most um positive influencing priorities in your life right now and throughout different areas of your life your priorities are going to change um so like later on in life i'm sure like family is going to be a greater priority once i have kids and you know stuff like that but as i'm single and you know so like, what are your priorities for this phase in um, your life right now it's it's funny i mean we do have to work while we're young so one is career for sure um another one is health and another one is going to be probably be friends just like making sure that i actually like hang out with other people and you know recharge and just friends, make relationships. yeah friends family um 
I think those are the main priorities for me right now. Um, but that's basically how I try to recover. Just trying to like talk to other people, you know, disconnect from work through like relationships. That's the best way that I figured out how to, how to overcome burnout and kind of recharge. Um, because another thing too is like, and like this is the last point, um, when you're watching YouTube videos and everything, you're technically not relaxing because your brain is processing the information that you're getting from the YouTube videos. So you're not really recharging. You're still putting in a shit ton of inputs into your brain, which is continuing to work. Basically, you're not recharging at all. So um, you think it's a break because you're just like relaxing and watching YouTube, but you're actually like your mind's still going because that's to like process all the information that you're seeing. Yeah, exactly. So when you're in a, in a talking with homies, you're just laughing. Like it's just a lot more uh, uh, kind of relaxing in a way, um, personally for me. So that's, that's kind of like how I try to feel, um, recover from burnout. Yeah. That's how I try to recover from burnout. But, uh, what about you? Uh, so going back to my story, I remember like, uh, on a Saturday, like I was working like long hours and I was just like, I'm just going to call it a day. And I got off work and I work near like mountains. So I decided, you know what, I'm just going to drive up the mountains because uh, one of my coworkers before was saying how uh, that there was like this really nice spot up in the mountains. So I just got in my car and I drove all the way up. It was like an hour drive up. And just being out in nature felt like very recharging and helped me start my recovery process, like how I felt. Um, so from there, after I felt like a good uh, fast recharge, I'm not fully like over burnout at this point, but I just felt a lot better. Uh, I started reflecting more and started uh, reevaluating my priorities, make sure uh, it fit more time to myself instead of just work. Uh, I learned about meditation at this point after um, like looking online and I started creating boundaries to help prevent myself from staying long hours. So I would say like, hey, I'm just going to work from this time to this time. And this after this time, that's it. I'm just going to go back um, home. Yeah. I started doing that and it actually really works. Yeah. Um, and then I would just try to create ways to improve my workflow at work so that I could get more done, uh, during the day, uh, if it was possible, but you can only do so much in a day. Mm -hmm. Um, and then over time I just started feeling more balanced and I was able to recover fully. Um, and I was able to complete my assignment, like I said before, and, um, it felt good. Um, so that's kind of how I, I recovered from it. Also like hanging out with friends, um, talking to friends, um, it was, uh, that was like kind of my, my process from going from like exhausted running on fumes. So like, you know what, like I'm more balanced and, uh, ready to like take on new things. Mm -hmm. Granted, I didn't want to jump into another assignment like that, but, <laughs> but like, you know, like not? a more sustainable work, uh, work amount or workload. Yeah. I feel you. So, um, that was kind of how I recovered from, from burnout. So with that said, Diego, <clears throat> uh, what do you, what are things that you do now to help prevent feeling burnt out? So I think there's there's different ways of like personal tricks and work working trips, trips, tricks. Um, and first, I kind of want to say like a personal trick of mine was exercise. I, I feel like exercise definitely helps you really stress and just feel good about yourself. Like after like a hard work on your sweating, you just like have that. It's, it's weird. It gives you more energy. Like it, it's it's interesting. But after uh, like a hard day of, of just like a of working out. It definitely hurts in a hard day, like just like an hour. Um, 
it just helps you kind of like clear your mind and uh, really recharge. Um, and then after that, if you do like meditation or breathing exercises and someone you can follow for that is Wim Hof. Um, I will put a, a video of him in the show notes. Um, those are like breathing exercises I really like to do to kind of just like get my mind back in order and just rebalance. Um, and recently I started to realize that, like I said earlier, like the importance of relationships. So I started to try to make it a habit to hang out with friends or family at least once a week to help disconnect from work and just let my brain recharge. Um, whether that's like now restaurants are opening back up in California. So, um, either that's going to like a restaurant or just either just going to a friend's apartment and just like shooting the shit and just like hanging out. Um, that I found that to be very helpful with uh, recharging. Um, and then during my work, during my, my week, I, at, on Sundays, I do a weekly review. So I evaluate where I'm at in each area of my life. And I make sure that I, uh, if any specific area is not getting enough attention, I need to reprioritize it um, to make sure that it doesn't get too out of whack, um, to make sure that there's always that balance. Um, I started, I've been doing this for the past 13 weeks now, and uh, it's been really helpful to make sure that I don't lose too much focus on one area of my life. So I really recommend that um, to incorporate some type of weekly review where you actually like look at the areas in your life and seeing if anything's getting neglected to make sure that you, you know, nip in the butt before it gets too, too out of hand. Um, and then just last one for a personal one is just like each day I have three daily goals that if I complete, I consider it a successful day. And I kind of talked about that earlier on. Um, and it's better to have a short list and a, that's meaningful than a long list. That's just a bunch of wishful goals, because like I said, confidence comes from upholding the contracts you have with yourself. So if you have a list of three to five goals per day and you get all of them done consistently over time, you'll feel a lot more confident with yourself because like, hey, you're actually doing the things that you said you were going to do. But if you have a list of 20 goals per day and you only accomplish eight, sure, you may technically be better off right now. But the way our brain works is that it always looks at the negatives and sees that as a failure. So which will, you know, create a negative effect on your confidence. And yeah, like I said, you may accomplish eight goals rather than five goals, but you didn't accomplish, you know, all 20. So what's that's going to happen is you're going to start having a negative effect on your personal being and your confidence. And then instead of completing eight of the 20 goals, you're not going to start completing two and then one. And then next thing you know, you're just not going to even complete any of your goals because you just feel so, um, if is unconfident a word, or lack confidence yeah you just lack confidence in yourself to actually complete the goals that you say you're going to do so that's kind of like um you're kind of setting yourself up for failure yeah by having like a super long list yeah just think of like hey what are the the big things i can accomplish today like three to five or less i know um is it gary keller that says the one thing that book where it's like what's the one thing i can do that um kind of moves my me closer to my goals like the most yeah and and a, a good thing to know with that is like these three to five goals, sure, there doesn't seem like a long list, but over time, if you consistently hit them, they'll turn into big accomplishments that lead to, like like I said, the, the lagging indicator goal. So um, when setting goals, something that I learned from a, a successful marketer that I follow is that accuracy is the greatest drug. Um, like saying you're going to do something and hitting it is a drug because that releases dopamine in our head which pushes us forward to doing it more, um, which is why, like I said, keep your, your list short and make sure that you do those things because once you hit it, 
you're going to release dopamine into your brain, which is going to push you forward to accomplishing them again and again and again. Rather than 20 goals, you only accomplish eight, and then you're going to have a negative effect, and it's going to demotivate you. Um, so that's kind of like personal tricks to to help with that. A work trick that Eduardo just, just said right now is one that I started implementing is I no longer work past 7 p.m., and I try to keep that true to that deadline. It's better and more efficient to be productive, personally for me, like eight to 10 hours a day, well-rested and focused, rather than trying to do... 18 hours a day or 16 hours a day and just feeling tired and exhausted all the time yeah. um, it's like a sustainable it's a marathon not a sprint yeah exactly so those are kind of like tips and tricks on how i've tried to prevent feeling burnout um and they've been working for me so if any of these kind of like sound interesting to you you should definitely incorporate them into your life and i'm sure uh, eduardo has some pretty good tricks too so uh, let the people know um so for me i think a big one for me was uh, just practice more mindfulness like activities. So the big two are like journaling. Uh, try to like check in with yourself every day or like Diego said, every week. And just ask yourself like, hey, how am I feeling? Uh, what's on my mind? And then you kind of like start to be more self-aware of, of how you're feeling uh, through this practice. And then from there, like, hey, how can I address it? You can ask a question like, hey, if uh, someone was in my shoes, what advice would I give them? If you want to like give a third person perspective to your your life um, on top of that, like meditating, um, there's something that I found beneficial personally. Uh, so these two kind of like is a self check and then you're able to diagnose a problem quicker than letting it run on the background and not picking up on it until you're burnt out. Um, next after that is just exercising and eating healthier. Um, to be honest, though, I haven't been uh, doing much of this since COVID started since um, it's like completely thrown me off. Um, but I know whenever I, I practice these two habits, uh, life generally is more, um, I guess, fulfilling and I'm more centered. Mm-hmm. Um, so that those are another uh, exercise or exercising a healthier two habits I recommend also picking up. And then ulti- and lastly, uh, saying no more often. Uh, if you start feeling like you're about to hit your limit and you're approached with a new assignment, you should ask yourself or you should ask the person like, hey, what should I drop on my plate in order to complete this assignment? Because, like, I'm overbooked. Mm-hmm. Um, that way the person is able to evaluate, like, okay, um, looks like you're overbooked. No, like, don't worry, uh, I got this. Or, you know what, drop this and do this instead. Um, that's, like, a clever way of saying no uh, to, like, if you're working in, like, a corporate world or or whatever your job is and you're scared of saying no, that's a way of saying no. But, like, trying to be more, like, cooperative at the same time. Another thing you can do is, like, if when you're getting assignments, um, if the assignment doesn't like make you say, hell yeah, I want to do this assignment, then it's a no. Um, that's a quick way to like, kind of like take things off your plate. If you have the the luxury of choosing what assignments you take on or not. Yeah. Um, so that's pretty much my, my recommendation. Then also like just socializing with friends, um, take care of yourself, mm-hmm. um, to help prevent, uh, burnout in the future. And I guess a big one that, uh, is kind of like, we didn't say it, but we kind of hinted towards it was don't compare yourself to others, especially on social media. Yeah. Um, like, Focus on your race. Yeah. Um, or your lane. Like everyone's in a different chapter in their lives. And uh, you can't be like, for example, I, I watch a lot of YouTubers who are like in their 30s. I can't compare them myself to them. Like they've, they're in their 30s. They've lived longer. They've had more time to build their career, you know, generate wealth and stuff like that. And I'm just starting. Like, I can't really compare myself to them. Like, 
Instead, I try to look at myself like, all right, if they're there at 35, what am I going to be at at 35? I keep the pace that I'm going. And it looks like it's going to be pretty congruent with what they are at. They're at. So, but don't like, don't compare yourself to what's going on now in other people's lives. to what's going on in your life right now, just focus on yourself and, and, uh, just look for the future of what, what life you want to create. That's like a big advice personally. And, and, um, I guess you can probably learn from them, but, uh, see what they've done and see what you can incorporate into your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, but don't necessarily say like, Oh, this person's here. So therefore like I need to be there. Yeah. Um, people that are older, your same age or even younger. Yeah. Just, and, e- and even then like they're going through problems too. Like they're comparing themselves to other people. Like it's a, it's an endless cycle in today's day. And age. Yeah. Um, so to recap today's episode, uh, burnout and stress are not the same. Burnout is a state of, of emotional, physical and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress it occurs when you're when you feel overwhelmed emotionally drained and unable to meet constant demands uh, if you're in a burnout state uh, some things you can do to help you get out of that state is to focus on your self-care um, this is like exercising eating healthy just taking a break um, disconnect from work talk to friends uh, go out in nature if you can and set boundaries yeah kind of going on in nature um there was a study out there that showed of like these uh, i think it was college kids who were um, put take like a test and they sent one group out into nature to hike and another group out to walk around in the city mm-hmm. and uh, when they came back the ones who were in nature performed better and it showed in their brain waves that like they're a lot more recharged because in nature there's not really a lot of inputs going on you know like your brain external stimuli yeah there's just a bunch of like it's just trees and you know sounds and stuff but there's not a lot of stuff going on but when you're walking around in the city, there's a lot of cars going out, you know, you're hearing horns honk, you're crossing the street, you're seeing if the cars are coming. Uh, oh, that's a bump into people. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, I have to uh, look at the crosswalk and like all this type of stuff. Like there's a lot of inputs and external stimuli going through your brain that it doesn't really let you kind of relax and recharge. Kind of like the same with watching YouTube videos. You're, yeah, I was you're, about to say that. Yeah. You're, you're constantly bringing that information in. Um, you're not letting your brain relax, which makes it difficult to recharge, which is personally why I can't really relax and watch YouTube videos because I don't feel like I'm actually relaxing. Um, so that's an, that's something to to really consider, like try to go out in nature or do something where there's not a lot of other things going on around you where you can just really just sit down, relax or just take a walk and relax and, you know, disconnect. Yeah. And uh, lastly, to help prevent burnout in the future practice mindfulness activities where you get to reflect on your current self your goals um and kind of make note of it and see how you can make your situation better if you find yourself in a like a bad like depressed or overwhelmed state um and then from there exercise and eat healthy um and then lastly set boundaries and learn to say no uh saying no is a good gate to help prevent uh more and more work piling up on your plate and which would lead to burnout Mm mm-hmm uh, so with that said, uh, Dia, what's your call to action for our listeners? Um, personally for me, because I've been recently doing this and it's really helped me, I would say go to hang out with close friends or family members this week and just disconnect from work and let your, your mind recharge. Like all well, following COVID, uh, guidelines. Nah, bro. Nah, nah. Take, take your masks off and just nah, throw it in there. Dude, you're being <laughs> reckless. <laughs> nah. Um, yeah, just, just CDC go, just guidelines. go. Yeah. You know or don't, zoom or anything don't, don't cancel us on the ninth episode by saying not to follow kofi guidelines just go, go follow them and you know stay safe out there um but yeah i would just say uh hang out with close friends and family and like just try to disconnect 
um, for like a day or something, and then just come back with a fresh mind and look at the areas in your life that you've been lacking on and you think that you need to fix. And then I would say choose two to three areas and ask yourself, what do I need to do to get these areas back up and running? Um, And then create goals lists that are not wish lists. Remember, like keep it short and no more than six goals, preferably. And that's two for each goal for each area. So if you have three areas, just try to two for each area of six. Um, And focus on the leading indicators rather than the lagging indicators. So like I said, if you're trying to lose weight, focus on working out every day rather than, hey, I need to lose 30 pounds. Um, And I would say that if if um, this type of goal setting will kind of just help you feel grounded and feel the progression towards the overall goal, because I feel like a lot of the times we set these big goals and they're just so far away that we can't actually feel connected to them, which leads to higher failure rates towards reaching it. Um, and that's kind of like why I try to set goals that are short and leading indicators rather than just looking so far away. Um, but that's basically the the main call to action I would have for people. Um, Eduardo, what would be yours? Uh, for me, it's kind of go down to like uh, write down on a piece of paper, a digital note uh, taking tool, how you're feeling, what's on your mind, uh, how you're feeling about your current state uh, or current state, current situation. What are you doing to take care of your mental and physical well-being and how can you potentially improve it? Um, so that's a good way to like kind of see your thoughts on paper and reflect on it. Um, after that, I recommend reflecting on your priorities like, hey, uh, where do I stand in my health? Like how important is that compared to work? Uh, relationships like your family, friends, uh, significant other, um, where do they stand? Like, how are you going to prioritize your time, um, to make sure that you like take care of yourself, but are also able to like, um, take care of like other priorities, like work assignments and other things you might have going on. Um, if you're not prioritizing your well-being, uh, take some time this week to do activities to help you like recharge. So some of them include like meditating, journaling, exercise, uh, eating healthy and talking to friends and family. And that's kind of like my, my call to action, uh, for this episode. For sure. Good call to action. All right, guys. So with that being said, uh, let's wrap it up. All right. All right, guys. So if you enjoyed today's episode and found something of value, be sure to subscribe and leave a review on the Apple podcast or whatever platform you're listening to us on. If you think someone may find value in this episode, please share. And with that being said, thanks for listening and catch you on the next one.